Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation, with the blonde bombshell herself and Kerrigan. Well, hi, how are you doing? Good, good, good. <laughs> little uh, windy enough for you today? Uh, it wasn't too bad up here. We're a lot northern than you, northern than you are. So. Oh, my God. I had to go chasing my recycling bin all around the neighborhood. I'm oh, like going door it? to door. Did yeah, I finally got it. Huh? Yeah. You got it back, huh? Yeah, my next door neighbor had it. But it, I, I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to just grab it up out of his driveway, you know. Right. But, uh like, ding dong, hi, you got my recycling bin, like all the way up and down the street. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been an interesting week, that's for sure. Uh, oh, it's crazy. You know, the, uh, of course, Monday was Harry Houdini's birthday, so that was uh, kind of exciting. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Do we still uh, do, like, do people still do things, like, for his birthday? Do they, uh, like what? wait for his password, or? Well, they could. Uh, you know, and, and part of that we were discussing uh, SpurQuest, and of course we're having red light seance, the original red light seance with the red light cabinet uh, mm-hmm. as part of it, which will be really exciting. And of course cool. the, we'll have a regular seance and um, so forth. And, you know, Harry Houdini was a magician, so we have my magician friends there. And then in May I am going to the Magician's Circle uh, to... Uh, work with them on some stuff, which is pretty cool. So nice, yep, nice, fun, yep. fun, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long way away, but fun. <laughs> yeah, it's Philadelphia. No, Where's... no, no, you know, it's in it's in Massachusetts, but it's a, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking and, of the other magicians. And then the other uh, thing that we had, of course, is that video that's been going around from uh, the ah. country store in in uh, New Hampshire. Yes, I had the manager on the show, Steve and I did yesterday. I saw the, that. At the national show, and it was interesting. I, I've got the original footage of the uh, the video. And nice. It, it, I mean, I can't explain it. I've looked at it pretty closely, and there, people have come up with a lot of uh, explanations, uh, most of them stupid. But that's just <laughs> <not> the point. <laughs> Oh yeah, they've they've uh, people have just been like uh, lambasting that video. Oh, it's fake. Oh, they they use fishing line and oh, they planned it and da da da. Well, how do any of you know that? Exactly. They went. You know. I, I guess I was coming in a little quietly. Uh, hopefully, a little louder now. Um, Speak up, Grandpa. Shout a little louder now. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, a little anyway. bit loud, and now I'm always loud, so they can hear me probably. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, with the... All over. They can hear me upstairs in my house. So I got the door closed, and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody leaves when I do the show. They're like, we can hear you all over the house, Mom. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, anyways, we have a, uh, a young lady on our show today who uh, is uh, an EVP specialist, and I mm-hmm. know that she, Mike Markowitz is a good friend of yours, and it's yes. very good. 
but she is also an EVP specialist. Um, she, I believe, is this EVP specialist for Wayland City Ghost, mm-hmm. and she is Luan Jolly. Jo- uh, Luan, you here? Luan. Nope, I'm not yet. barely nope. hear Ron. I can hear Anne very clearly, but I can just barely, barely hear Ron. Oh, no. Yeah. He oh. sounds like he's on Mars. <laughs> Did he take, like, an unplanned trip to Mars? I don't know what he's doing. All right. He's getting, <laughs> now he's getting feedback. <laughs> can you hear him now? Go Speak ahead. Ron. Hello? Yeah, you're still really far away. (laughs) He wanted to be one of the first to colonize Mars. (laughs) I'm I'm going to ask ask them to call uh, call me back, so tell me right in. We'll wing it while you're gone. everything was sounding fine, and then, like, I got a big jolt of of static through the phone, Uh and then you guys suddenly dropped way down. Oh, that's weird. So that well, might be why. Do you want to try calling me back? <laughs> no, no. Um, they're going to, Ron is having uh, TogiNet call him back. So we'll just chat amiably until he returns. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, there he is. Oh, All right. I, I, don't, you I, don't, I don't know what that was. Um, All right. Yeah. It's, yeah I, I swear it's a ghost. What can I tell you? It was a yeah, ghost messing with his line. There. They're always <laughs> up to something, those ghosts, I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, although I think most people would not like to hear me anyway, so I mean, uh, uh, times. Maybe yeah. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. oh, hopefully I'm coming through now. Anyways, um, when you are w- with the Way Wayland City Ghost, did I say that right? Yeah, Wayland City Ghost. And that's um, spelled, spelled with the, the name because that's what we what New Bedford was. It was a Wayland city. It has a great history. Mm-hmm. So when I named the team, I was kind of hoping that people would start to remember the history that we had here. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think it's an awesome name. Right. Getting the EVPs from Wales? I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's uh-huh. funny. Our our mascot, I like to call him, is actually a ghost whale, and we call <laughs> him Moby Whale. <laughs> you know, Moby Ghost. And, um, you know, that's that's a huge part of New Bedford where, you know, we were killing whales, but now we have what's called the Whaling Museum, and it teaches more about the conservation and the history of whaling. And the history of whaling, it, it was a rough thing to have to do, you know. If you've ever heard of a Nantucket sleigh ride, that should say it all right there because it was like you were in a little boat with mm-hmm. a few men you would harpoon this gigantic whale, and then it would take you for a ride. And, you know, the saying was, a dead whale or a stove boat. Well, Uh many times it was a stove boat, and a lot of men were lost at sea due to whaling. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So how did you get involved? I mean, you evidently, you're one of the founders of Whaling City Ghosts, right? Um, Well... It's funny because I, I kind of have begun to believe like I was born into the paranormal um, <laughs> because I've just had such a long history of having experiences. And, you know, sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're positive. And when I started researching, I, I was looking for answers for my own problem. I was like, i got to get rid of these things, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and as time went by, um, I did a lot of research with psychics. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of psychics have the same problem that I do. The, the ghosts just adore them, love to follow them home, love <laughs> to interact with them. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it has something to do with that. I, I You know, a lot of people possess psychic skills. And I do, but I really don't know how to control them. They just kind of happen when they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to think, well, maybe it's these psychic skills. And then I started to look a little bit closer. And a lot of um, some of the most amazing psychics that, that did just marvelous things that I can't to this day understand how, how we can be capable of these things also had a lot of physical ailments. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and that idea started taking place in like the year 2000. Um, I found out for myself that I have a really bad spinal disorder. Oh no. Um, and I was actually born with it. Wow. And because of the spinal disorder, my nerves are kind of different from everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And I began to look at that and I said, well, if you start playing with the electrical system of a human being, what exactly does it do to the energy field around that human being? So, you know, I've come to think that maybe that's what my problem has been all the time because I can't pick and choose. I can't say, well, I'm only going to bring home the good ghosts Mm -hmm. because occasionally there's, you know, something that I wouldn't even classify as a ghost that I come in contact with or decides to haunt my home. Um, and at so one point we, in my life, talking, I said, you know, I can't de- beat them, so I'm going to join them. Yet? And I created Wheeling City Ghosts in the hopes that putting people together who have had repeat experiences, that we would be able to communicate with the spirits more efficiently. Right. And right. funny, here I am, you know, 10 years later after starting the team, and I have to say I was right. You know, um, some of our EVP is clearly interacting with us. Um, if I had a dollar for every time they say my name, yeah. I have a lot of dollars, put it that way, <laughs> yeah. you know. And we get what I consider some pretty amazing EVP, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they are directly interacting with us. They're saying full sentences. They're telling us their names. Wow. Um, you know, so I, I think in a way my theory kind of worked. Mm-hmm. My friend Mike says that too. He's like, they say my name all the time, like everywhere, every session. Yep. <laughs> he yep. always gets See, that. I, so I don't know. that you must know, extend to, to other people. And I wonder if those people that have that type of phenomena happen around them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's different about them. And it might mm-hmm. not be their personality. It, it might be something physiological that they're not even aware of but just changes them. And I'm almost beginning to look at that group of people as almost like a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently did an investigation in a place that it's it's actually a brand new building that is built on the site of what was once a pretty rough bar. And to me, most of the activity that's happening in the building, a lot of it is residual having to do with that bar. But yet it all kept happening, all this residual stuff, and it was like, am I walking into a place 
and because of my energy field, I'm setting off all of those residuals that wouldn't happen on the same night every night. You know, um, some of them, say, happened on the anniversary of somebody's death. It's apparent that someone was stabbed in the building through the EVP that we we recorded there. You know, um, and then another night where maybe there was a bar fight. But at the same time, there were also aware ghosts that I think are, are actually stuck in that bar. They're aware and they're going on, but they still see the bar around them because they were like, hey, you two. Get out of my glasses. So apparently, <laughs> wherever we were standing was at the bar, and we were in the way of his alcohol. Wow. You know, Never yeah. Never stand between a ghost and his alcohol. There so many weird ones oh, yeah. that night. It, it just, you know, but it blows my mind because if it seems oh, yeah. to me that what I wanted to do, I set out to say, well, stick me in a place where there's ghosts, and mm-hmm. things will happen. These ghosts are going to come. They're going to want to communicate. And that's basically my whole team. I have a skeptic on the team, you know, because I feel that's important. You know, after everything that I've experienced myself, I can be nothing but a believer. You know, I'll go in and I'll try to disprove things and try to find rational explanations. But at the same time that I'm doing that, I'm also trying to act like there's ghosts there and I'm trying to interact with them and sometimes if I have a chance I know the history so I'll try to use things that you know from history that might set them off you know like if I'm in a place where the revolutionary war happened I might say ah the redcoats are coming the redcoats are coming take cover and see (laughs) if I get a response but at the same time, a lot of times we don't even have to be doing anything, and they're perfectly willing to, you know, communicate with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're chatty. Oh, yes, they're very, <laughs> they're very chatty. chatty. But then again, you know, maybe they know I'm chatty, too. So <laughs> like, hey, here's a gal that will talk with us. <laughs> so, Luann, I know um, that you are also involved, along with me, Um in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. That's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job, too. You looked awesome up there. Oh, thanks. So did you. I, I was very excited because I uh, got a little bitty picture on one of the posters, and um, Aaron Kaju had brought it to our last show, and he gave it to me. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. So oh, that was well. funny, but um, I thought they did an outstanding job on it. And, they um, did, and they're such good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. really are. They they go out of their way to, you know, try to include everyone on their premieres. And I was very excited. I was a little disappointed they didn't get to use my EVP, but um, they focused on the Anwan Rock experience with me because um, we did actually go to Profile Rock um, for a Bridgewater Triangle special that our local radio show does. Mm-hmm. And we usually did go to Anwan Rock for those. Or, right. you know, looking for the red-headed hitchhiker or something like <laughs> that that has to do with, with the triangle. Oh, and this must be On this particular coast. occasion, they, they <laughs> yeah. asked right? us to go to Profile Rock. And what oh, yeah. they Did were hoping was that we would contact Lou the Wampanoag. Um, we've had a lot of luck speaking with the Wait, Wampanoag. Sorry. And Luann, 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 Luann. Can you hear Ron? Can I hear Ron? No, I can't hear Ron. Ron, speak. Can you hear me now? A oh, little bit, yeah. 
Oh, okay. No, he's been trying to ask you questions, and I think oh, and I think you're totally not hearing him. Blow him right over him because I can't hear him. Oh no! What, what was the last question? Oh, uh, that's all right. Just carry on. <laughs> he says, "Carry on." <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> Make it so, so Captain. <laughs> so so um, you were out at Anawan Rock? Yeah, we we've been out at Anawan Rock quite a few times. Um I I actually really do love the Wampanoag spirits there. They're very you know, yeah, maybe I have a drop of Native American blood in me. I, I do know that now for a fact. That, oh, that's cool. You know, but I didn't know it, and they so totally were accepting of, you know, a person who is basically white with, you know, a little bit of blood thrown in. And um, I find them very forgiving and very mm-hmm. caring. And, um, you know, I've been honored every time I, you know, go through the recordings and actually find some of the Wampanoag language in there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, because that, to me, I, I have a limited knowledge of Wampanoag at this point, just through mm. dealing with them a lot. Mm-hmm. But these words that they come up with, I didn't know. You know, right. Ketumpog was the first one we recorded at Anawan Rock, and that means friends. Oh, um, So they nice. were calling us friends. Wow. Um, that's very you cool. Know, but we we really did hope when we went to Profile Rock that we were going to be lucky and speak to some more Wampanoag spirits, and it was totally cult, Mike. You know, we didn't even yeah. know, there's the full moon up in the sky, and I'm thinking <laughs> in the back of my head, uh-oh. <laughs> but um, we got a great EVP out there. Um, it's female, and mm-hmm. the way that she says it, it's, it's almost like she's singing, you oh. will serve Satan. And it's just oh. so creepy because of the way she says it. Wow. You know, That's... and that was one EVP that I did offer to them that they just, there's so much in that movie that there was really no place to put it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you they know, had a lot um... of ground to cover. Um... Oh, boy, there is just so much. And, and that's the thing, um, I do the piano a lot after the movie, and yeah. mm-hmm. someone had actually asked, um, you know, if there's someone who is doing, like, a bigger study on the Bridgewater Triangle, and it's like, to, in order to do that, we would need a lot more fields, too, because there's more than just ghosts and cryptids and UFOs out there. There's geological factors and historical factors and, mm-hmm. you know, just for the paranormal people to be going out there and investigating it, we're right. not corroborating. <clears throat> yeah. Know? So there's no you do have a lot database of, yeah. on the triangle like you would need. You need a lot of involvement from, you know, other other fields. I mean, it's it's all paranormal, but no. they don't always play together well. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, that's the thing. I think, um, you know, I've lived in the area that I live in all my life. I was born in Kushner. I live in New Bedford now. And mm-hmm. um, I've seen tons of haunts in this area because even before I officially started Wheeling City Ghosts, I was kind of a consultant. You know, when people had problems, somehow they'd end up getting my number and I'd try to help them through whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so adding that to, along with all of the investigations that we've done in and around the triangle, 
I really believe there's a lot more to our hauntings than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, part of it, I think, is, yes, we're along the Atlantic Ocean, so we've got some, you know, water-conducting energy out there. But, you know, there's also a lot of pollutants in the area. Um, One of the pollutants that really interests me is the PCBs. Um, Mm -hmm. A PCB Mm -hmm. can lay dormant in the ground for many, many years, and suddenly, you know, lightning strikes or, um, you know, somebody puts electricity through an area that's contaminated with them, and they will start emitting positive and negative charges. Really? To me, you're looking at a ghost battery, because Hmm. a couple of my most haunted houses Right. are sitting on top of places that were once super fun sites where they cleaned <laughs> up contaminants, <laughs> and then they built houses close by it. How nice. How nice. Yeah. Wow. The, the only problem with that, Luann, is that, you know, it's all conjecture because we don't really know that what a ghost is comprised of, though, even if it uses electricity or, or uh, ionic charges. We really don't know. It's all exactly. conjecture on our part, though. You know, it, it is. It's it's most of what we do is conjecture and hypotheses because mm-hmm. all we can do is ask questions and try to answer them and, you know, come up with these ideas and say, well, you know, this is an idea that we have. How can we work towards mm-hmm. figuring out if, if there's really something to this idea? You know, I can say that I've got quite a few haunts that are just incredible. And they're sitting, like I say, right near Superfund sites. So it's like, is this coincidence? Um, Hmm. You know, but then you've got to look at other geological factors. Are they sitting on top of some granite with a huge crystal quartz content to it? You know, because that's another one of our conjectures that crystal quartz can hold energy. You know, right. I mean, uh, I mean, we we say places are haunted because of our own experiences, but I mean, there is no scientific proof that ghosts even exist, or well, even what a ghost is. Too. You know, we can't prove that ghosts exist, but you know, we pretty much at this point we have almost proven the multiverse theory, which goes along with string theory, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with that, but. You know, I've also thought, you know, are these voices that I'm recording coming from another universe that had the right conditions to fluctuate a little bit into our universe Mm -hmm. and then fluctuate back out? Or is the past in one universe while the future is in another universe and here we are sitting in the present universe? You know, you when, when you start being able to say that we live in a multi-universe environment, you Mm -hmm. open up, like, the possibility of so many things, you know. I might not be talking to ghosts when when I go out there and I'm recording EVP. But I could possibly be speaking to someone from, say, the future. And they think we're the ghosts, and they're running around their house totally scared. (laughs) Who the heck is this asking me who I am? You know, we're just as invisible to them as, as... the ghosts are to us if if they are in in fact ghosts. It's it, it is a crazy uh, whole branch of theories, and I mean once you start, um, 
you know, talking about that, I, I read um, this great book. It's called Science, but it's P-S-I, you know, starts with science like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk about, you know, it's, it's toe, the theory of everything. And yeah. But it, it, it talks about all that. We actually had the woman on the show who wrote that book. Her name's escaping me. Of course, it's not in front of me. But um, awesome. it, it is, she talks, you know, that's what we talk about is all the multidimensional and, you know, if you took a right at the mailbox instead of a left, you know, <laughs> you created but, a whole new path. But even EVPs have been challenged throughout the years. I mean, originally they came out, they said, oh, you're just picking up radio waves. And then, of course, the theory is that we actually create them ourselves through our own minds. But then, you know, uh Ian uh, Whisper, who's a co-founder of Parascience in the UK, she is studying her doctorate on uh, EVPs, and she's spending many years on it, but basically the psychology of EVPs. And basically, she's looking at it very much like we look at our sight. When we see things, we see very little of what we actually see, uh, only a small portion. The rest is filled in by our brain for memory. So we're beginning to think and apply that to EVPs that so you have a sound and then our brain picks here's only a very little bit that and if you notice in EVPs they're not really really clear voices all the time there are exceptions to, to that let me say that and so our brain starts filling in the rest of that uh, to make it what makes sense to us what we want to hear sometimes yeah. Sort of like, sort of like audio for that, though, because at um, different times I have heard EVP audibly and mm-hmm. was lucky enough to capture it at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the recorder. Um, so then you do have something that you're actually hearing live and then being able to go back and hear it on the recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, isn't isn't that that's not the true definition? Wait a minute, isn't that the that's not the true definition? Well, we have to actually go to break, so we'll, we'll have to talk about that when we get back. But anyways, uh, we're taking a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ann Kerrigan and Ron Kolick. And our very special guest today is uh, Luann uh, Jolly from Wayland City Ghosts, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Talkinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our very special guest, Louie and Jolly. We're back. Hello. There you go. <laughs> and I just have to throw this out there because I Googled it on the break. So the book I'm talking about is called Science, and it talks about quantum physics and new science explaining the existence of paranormal phenomena. It's by Ooh. Marie Jones. Right uh, oh, yeah. Hi, Allie. Hmm? It, it's it's interesting, and, and I mean, how did you get involved in EVP? I mean, we talked a little bit about you in, in the beginnings with uh, ghost hunting, but what turned you towards EVPs? Well, the funny thing about it is that I really thought I was going to be like a photographer, videographer, and then um, a friend of mine gave me a recorder. Just, you know, to try out kicks and giggles. And I started listening to the recording, and I was like, holy Toledo, (laughs) you know. um, And as I kept, you know, doing investigations, I found that that was just the thing that I'm good at. Um, You know, I guess everybody gets like a little special thing they can do. Well, I can hear the heck out of EVP. You know, uh-huh. um, and going back to that, you hear the EVP and you record it at the same time. Now, mm-hmm. most would consider that an auditory voice phenomenon. Correct. The thing that I'm unclear about is whether I'm the only one who heard it audibly because I just recently had an experience. Um, we were interviewing some people who are in a historic building here in New Bedford. And it was more of a set their mind at ease, um, see the building, interview the people involved. And at one point, now I had my recorder running through the whole thing. I do usually record interviews so that if I have a question, I can go back and, you know, listen for the answer. Right. Um, And at one point, now one of the things that they had specifically told me about and more than one witness had heard it, is there is a female in the building who sings. So we're being shown the building and where the stairs to the attic are and et cetera, and I suddenly hear a female voice singing. And I'm looking at my interviewer, Dave, and he's business as usual. So (laughs) I turn around and I look at, at the business owner, and she doesn't seem to notice a thing either. So apparently out of three people standing there, I was the only person who heard that woman singing. 
Wow. So, you know, of course, I'm all excited about this. I go home, throw my recorder in, get this thing going. Sure enough, the woman singing is in the recording. Cool. Wow. Along with the mad whistle of, uh, um, I didn't hear him audibly. I only heard the singing. Mm-hmm. You know, so wow. is it maybe every now and then I'm clairvoyant, uh, clear audience? Clear audience? Yeah, that could and be right, very, very much it. That makes sense. You know, um, well, sure. I can be clairvoyant, too, sometimes. You know, I've actually been in a room with about 100 other people. I'm in a historic estate. We're doing, um, it was kind of like a business seminar. And... I knew what I needed to know. I study my stuff. If I'm going to do something, I do it right. So I'm kind of not paying attention to the seminar. Um, (laughs) What I'm doing is I'm practicing seeing people's auras. Oh. So I'm noticing the differences in people's auras, and I'm trying to say, well, do all the people wearing yellow shirts have the same aura? And I'm saying, nope, nope, hmm, maybe it's where they're sitting, you know, with the light. So I'm trying different experiments, and... The next thing I know, there's a Victorian woman standing in the middle of the room with her hands on the back of a chair, which was filled with a person who apparently didn't know there was ghosts behind them. (laughs) And she looks at me and smiles. Wow. And I'm looking around myself and I'm like, Does anyone else see this? (laughs) But as soon as, like, I stopped doing, like, the aura vision thing, Uh she disappeared. So I went back into the aura vision, and sure enough, she's still standing there looking at me. And then she did, you know, fade away on her own. And I'm like, wow, no one else (laughs) ran out of this room running and screaming. No one seemed to notice this. Why was I the only one who saw it? Well, Mm -hmm. lunch break comes, and I'm climbing to the top of the stairs in this beautiful old building, And I had this feeling like someone on my right at the top of the stairs was looking at me. So when I get to the top of the stairs, I immediately turn to the right and look, and there she is. It's a portrait of her. She was the original owner of the home, and she Mm -hmm. lost her youngest child on that estate when he drowned. And it was like, wow, she just wanted me to see her or something. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just one of like, thousands and thousands and thousands of experiences. So, right. you know, like I say, I thought I was going to be a visual person, that I, which I am lucky. Every now and then I do ca- capture an apparition with my camera, um, probably maybe three or four times. It's rare to me. Wow. You mm-hmm. know, I think it costs them a lot of energy to be able to be seen physically like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them are... They look human. They look real until they start to fade away and disappear, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But EVP just seemed to be my gift, you know. Um, A lot of times I do most of the audio work for the team, and everybody does review their audio work, and they'll send me, (laughs) excuse me, Um, they'll send me the EVPs that they've clipped out of their recording, and then I go over the recording. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to find more stuff. Right. You know, it, it's I just, think you're attuned. You know, I think you yeah, get attuned to it. one of those things that I do well, and it's like yeah. when you do something well, you may as well stick with it and learn Absolutely. more as you go. I mean, I can tell you right now that, um, you know, Mike Markowitz 
who is on my team. And I mean, he'll play stuff for us. And I might maybe uh, once in a blue moon, pick up one thing out of it, you know, and he'll say, Oh, there's this and this and this. And I'm like, um, okay. And I think that it's really definitely a gift. Either either it's your thing or it's not. And, And that's truly how I feel about it. Definitely. Because, you know, um, Wayland City Ghost has remained um, the core group of people who began back in 2004. We're still here, but we've also added some people. We were actually all female for a very long time until maybe the last maybe three years, I'd say. Um, I was going to ask you that, actually, if you were still all female. Well, it began because when when I finally said I'm going to join the team, It it was like a man thing, like the guys' club, and yes. no one. Oh God, to I call it that all the time. I'm like, it's the guys' club. Oh, yeah. thank God, someone else thinks that same yeah. way. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So no one wanted, no one even answered me back. I'd send out, you know, applications, resumes, whatever, and mm-hmm. no one even bothered to write me back, call me back, email me back, anything. Right. So I said I was kind of feeling down about it, and I said, "Well, I'm going to give the girls a chance." And yeah. rather than joining somebody else's team and having to always do things their way and not be open to experimentation, I'm going to give the girls a chance. And that's my girl. I sought out women. All right. Woo! You know, and yep. and it it worked great. Yep. Yep. It still does. I've got that's good. you know the two men that I have on the team are are wonderful investigators. One's the skeptic, and one does interviews, which I find extremely um, useful. That's great. Uh, as the founder, like, I don't know if you're a founder for your team, but I am. as a founder, you have so much going on. You've got everybody mm-hmm. to run. You've got to know what's going on at the, all the time. You run the website. You, you know, so taking, like, even just the interviews off, it's like a huge weight off my shoulder. Well, there's one mm-hmm. last thing I have to do. Yeah. And and he did it, you know, for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for a long time. So he knows what he's doing. Wow. We uh, actually have some questions in the chat, so we're going to get to them. But before we do that, can you give out, uh, you have written a book. Why don't you give out the name of your book and also your website, please? I could certainly do that. Um, the book that I wrote is, it was sort of my foot in the door book because I, I really want to write fiction. I'm I'm actually working on historical fiction as we speak. Um, But it was also because I saw the great work that my team does and the wonderful EVPs that we've gotten, and I decided I am going to take all of these EVPs, I'm going to put them on a CD, and I'm going to write my book around the EVPs and try to make it fun, you know, because how many how-to ghost hunting books are there out there? You know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to bring people into the world of City Ghost, uh, Wheeling City Ghost, and show them what it's like to be out there investigating and the history behind this area. And, you know, um, I think I did a good job with it. It's called Dead Whispers, Ghostly Mm -hmm. EVPs, and I believe there's 97 EVPs from around the area, Um, Salem is in there, and mostly southeastern Massachusetts, some of the more interesting cases that had, you know, great EVP. There's Lizzie Borden's in there, and um, Freetown Fall River State Forest is in there. 
um, some private homes. My house, after the lovely, nasty spirit, followed me home from Freetown State Forest. <laughs> lovely. Um, you know, and that, that was a labor of love, and and I, I kind of dedicate it to my team in a way because without the team being there to go to these places with me, um, we wouldn't have any of those EVPs to share with everyone. Right. Um, and and Can- one thing that I tried to focus on was um, not everybody is accustomed to learn to to hear EVP, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make the EVPs like you'll notice all of my EVPs that I sent you. There's like a longer original piece in the beginning, and then it loops three times at the end. It just repeats the EVP so that Excellent. you can focus on it. And, and speaking of your EVPs, uh, we did get them, but we got it too late to load into the show. So if you don't mind, we'd love to have you back on, and we'll have those okay. loaded and ready to go uh, at a future date. We'll we'll find out when it, uh, we can work for both of us, if that's all right with you. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I, I can yeah. even throw some uh, some of them up for you on, on my uh, Facebook team for Will and City Ghosts. Okay. Um, Anne has a couple of questions from the chat room we do want to get to, though. Oh, yes. Um, We have a question from uh, Ghost Girl, and she would like to know, what was your scariest moment? What was my scariest moment? Mm -hmm. Ghost Um, hunting. The scariest moment in my whole entire life. Um, (laughs) I was probably about six years old. And um, it was one of the first times that I was attacked by a good entity. Um, And this time, that entity, it worked in in very strange ways. Um, What it would do is it would implant things. Like when when I woke up out out of sleeping, I believed that someone was in the house, a burglar. And he had already killed my parents. Now, where does a six-year-old get these ideas from? Mm -hmm. Um, And the person was standing just outside my door, and he was going to come in and kill me. Oh, my God. So my little mind wants to survive. It wants to live. So I, I crack my eyes open, and I can't see anybody, but I'm thinking, well, when he comes into this room, as soon as I get my chance, I am bolting for the door, and I am out of this house, and I'm going to the neighbors and calling the police. This is my <laughs> plan. So as I'm waiting, wow, it feels like something sits down on the foot of my bed. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God, he's already in the room. So I'm thinking, run. But before I get that chance, the next thing it feels like something's walking back and, like, stomping back and forth on my bed. And I'm like, I I crack my eyes up because I'm pretending that I'm asleep because I think this is the only way I'm going to escape this thing, this person. Mm -hmm. And I open my eyes, and there's nothing there. But at the same time, I can see the footprints making dents in the bottom of the bed. Uh At this point, I panic. I jump out of my bed, and I go running for the door, and it was like I was clotheslined. And I was oh. thrown back on the bed, and this thing tortured me for a good hour or two. Oh, my God. And I learned later on that the best way was not to fight. 
because I would fight, I would kick, I would punch, I would try to bite whatever it was. And mm-hmm. looking back on it, I never saw an actual entity. But because this thing knew me better than I knew myself, mm-hmm. that was what scared me more. I could not see my assailant to fight it and get away from it. How traumatic. And that oh continued God. for 22 years. Wow. Oh. There's quite a few scary stories uh out yeah. through those 22 years, but that was definitely the most frightening thing. I now, did you have a tell anyone? What was that? Did, did you, you ever tell anyone? anyone? I didn't actually begin to talk about it until I was about 20 years old, and it was because someone had visited my apartment and reported activity in my house and that they were scared. And would mm-hmm. never come back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was when I finally started opening up about it and learning more. Um, wow. So it's probably been since I was about 20 years old that I have seriously researched the paranormal. Wow. That's that's quite quite a childhood memory. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. funny others. And the problem with it was, you know, I was born in the 60s and... Back then, if you told someone that something like that was happening to you, you were buying yourself a ticket to the asylum. (laughs) And my mother was a psychologist. She had a master's degree and a PhD. Oh, my God. And I had all of her psychology books. I used to read Mm -hmm. them to try to find what the heck was wrong with me. (laughs) And I saw what they did to children. You know, there's a picture that's engraved in my mind of this beautiful little girl with these big haunted eyes wrapped mm-hmm. up in a straight jacket. Oh, nice. You know, so no, that nice. wasn't going to happen to me. I was mm-hmm. not going to tell a soul. Oh, my God. That is you know. frightening. Lu- Luanne, I wanted to ask you, can people get your book on, uh, where can they get it? On Amazon or uh, your um, website? They can or... get it, let's see, on Amazon.com, okay. BarnesandNobles.com, ShipaBooks.com, um, or if they find me on, on Facebook, we have the Wayland City Ghost page if they want, like, a signed copy. Okay. Um, I do have, like, a PayPal set up. Oh, cool. Okay. Now, we, I think we have website. one more question from the chat room, too, don't we, Ann? Um, yes. From Stephen? Uh, let me just type this out. Okay. Whoops. Just trying from to post Stephen. this so people can find her. Okay. Uh, yep. Stephen Scott asks, have you ever attempted to capture EVP in a sealed room by playing a pre-recording of the questions to see if that gets a response? Hmm. That's not anything that I've actually tried. Um, but over the years, there is one thing that I've noticed. Um, I've, I've tried setting up recorders in empty rooms and was somewhere else in the house recording. Now, the only recorder that actually picked up anything was the one where we were. Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, if these are ghosts that we're dealing with, they didn't want to be up in the empty room where no action was happening. They wanted to be in the room interacting with the people who were there. That's a question um, a we discuss all me. all the time. Is 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 a house haunted if there are no people around? That's right. a question we ask all the time. Is a house still haunted that's, if there's no one there? That's the thing. Um, now, 
I do kind of sort of believe that I'm some kind of catalyst because of whatever mm-hmm. energy field I have. Um, but at the same time, you also have cases where people know that there's activity in the house, so they leave, you know, a webcam or a security system set up in the house, and there's still activity going on. They're seeing things moving, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, if if a house is, you know, legitimately haunted, the people don't necessarily have to be there. Um, really? That's interesting. For me, I, I feel like when I go there to investigate, yes, me, I've got a recorder in an empty room, and they didn't want to talk to the recorder in the empty room, but at the same time, they've got someone there who's finally paying attention to them because I tell them what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. we're here for you. Like I say, we go in, you know, yes, wanting to disprove and make sure we're dealing with a haunt. But at the same time, if there are spirits there, we want them to feel comfortable and be able to communicate with us. So it's almost like a double-edged sword. And, you know, I've often dreamed of having, like, a giant Faraday cage that you can enclose (laughs) an entire house in, Mm -hmm. you know, because then you're cutting out, oh, an errant radio signal. Um, it can't be some kind of electrical disturbance because we're sealed in there, you know. Um, To me, that's the only way to really control the environment because it's, you know, for scientists or, you know, one of the girls on my team is actually a research chemist. She works every day in the chemistry field. And when she's doing her chemistry, she's got a laboratory where everything is controlled. Right. You know, we go out into someone's haunted house, and we can't control anything. We can't control the weather. We can't control the cycle of the moon. We can't control whether they have enough energy, if that's what it takes to be able to mm-hmm. communicate or to appear as an apparition. All of that's out of our control, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, is you know, Steve and I, Steve Parsons from the UK, and uh, we, we discussed the K2 a lot and how people get response. And if we really wanted to take the human element out of it, we could build a, basically a lead box with a uh, piece of glass on the top, uh, like from a microwave, and that would be totally insulated. You, you wouldn't be picking up random waves from anywhere and see if the K2 would still respond to questions in that type of environment. So that's really a controlled environment. But maybe that won't work. Maybe it needs the interaction of whoever's there. Well, that's the thing. Um, The skeptic on the team, Mark, and I discuss these things a lot. Um, And that's what I wonder if, if you do seal something up, say say I put my recorder into a Faraday cage, mm-hmm. now do the ghosts need to be able to penetrate the Faraday cage? Can they penetrate the Faraday cage? We don't cage? know. That's the thing. You no, know, we don't know. No, we don't. Like I said, we don't even know what a ghost is, what it, what is it comprised of, what what it is. I mean, we talk about it. We always refer to ghosts as energy and everything, but we maybe it's some type of energy that we're totally unfamiliar with, that we we can't even measure, we can't even understand it. Well, here's an interesting thing, because um, I did actually have a near-death experience. 
I'm mm-hmm. like a Ford. I was found on the side of the road dead. Oh. Um, and it's funny because, like, all during my life I, I've had terrible experiences with the paranormal. I've had good ones, too. Um, but it always seems like I've got a little helping hand because that night a paramedic was driving home and saw me and pretty much saved my life, got me to the hospital, started CPR and, Mm. you know, the whole nine yards. But when the funny thing about when I was dead is I had no clue that I was dead. I was walking around through hallways with a body. I, you know, I could see Mm -hmm. with my eyes. And in the end of this whole skit, because I thought I was lost. I had no idea how I'd gotten there. I didn't know my way out. And in the end, there was this door with light shining. Uh So I went to it, and I opened the door, and there's all this beautiful light shining through the window. And it was like something told me, go lay down in the bed. It's not your time. And I did. I went and I laid down in the bed and woke up the next day in the hospital. But the funny thing is about it is it took a long time for me to actually realize that that's what it was. I had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I was young. I was only 15. I really hadn't heard about a near-death experience at that point. And, um, you know, when, when when I think back on it, I can so feel for the ghosts mm-hmm. because how many of them are out there wandering around in that hallway wondering where they are, how right. they got there, why no one can hear them, see them, right. you know. Um, well, I, I, I hate to break you up, but that, that was that? a doable. That doorbell, that means it's pizza from the dead is here, which means we've got to wrap up the show. So, All unfortunately. Right. Pizza from the dead? I don't oh, know yeah, if I yeah. want to eat that. Oh, it's good. It's got anchovies on it. It's pretty good. Yeah, we have it every week. <laughs> every week, yeah. We we live on it. Goes good with wine, right, Ann? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, uh, a little wine, little pizza. Okay. We've been speaking with Luann Jolly of the uh, Whalem City Ghosts. And give out your uh, your website one more time, please. Okay, that's whalencityghost.org. Dot org. Thank you, Lynn, so much for being on the show. We have all kinds of stuff going on on the website all the time. Cool, cool. And uh, we'll have you back on again so we can hear those EVPs that you uh, sent us, and we'll talk about that. Oh, excellent. I love talking Uh, about EVP. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you, Lynn, and have a good night. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Lynn. Good night. Good night. Well, awesome. that was interesting. Wow. She had a lot of information. She likes to uh, talk, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, I felt really bad that we didn't have the EVPs, and and uh, yeah. I love hearing it myself, and, and you know, I, I silently cry, cry, what's a criter, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm not sure. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Certainly, critique them. Critique them is what I critique. do. That's what I do. Critique oh, them. all right. Okay. You so, have to critique them. All right. I do. I do. Uh, to myself. The tunes are on, but we, we next week, tune in for a live video broadcast uh, from East Bridgewater. Yes. 
Yep, live and from East Bridgewater Community Television, www.ebctv.org. And we'll be talking about the, what is that, Lizzie Borden. Ooh. Yes, Lizzie Borden. Tune so, in, you want to hear about it. Tune in. So thank you all, and thanks for listening, and have a good night, and God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.